welcome to the Principles of Success podcast. This is your host, Dr. Shana Henry. This podcast is for current or aspiring female school leaders and those who are supportive of their journeys. Each week, we will hear from passionate educational leaders. I will also share my reflections from over 15 years as a school leader. Together, we will talk about how to level up our schools and our leadership. Hello and welcome. Question for you. When was the last time you enjoyed a really good picture book or maybe a YA novel? For me, it's not something I have in my rotation enough, but after chatting with my guest today, that's about to change. Today, I'm talking to Dr. Alice Lee. Alice was a former elementary school principal in El Segundo School District in California and now serves as a Director of Secondary Education in Palos Verdes Peninsula, USD. We're going to chat about creating a rich and meaningful value on literacy in our school, how to be intentional about diversity, inclusion, and equity, and she's sharing great suggestions of titles to get in front of students. We will include all links in the show notes and on our website at principlesofsuccess.com under this episode. Let's get started. Welcome, Dr. Alice Lee, to the show. Hello. (laughs) Hi, everyone. I feel like uh, we are distant friends and uh, we're united finally in person to have this conversation. (laughs) So, so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. We were like Instagram friends first, right? (laughs) Yes, yes. Which is how like I feel like all relationships start these days. So, yes, it's good to see you in person and talk to you. So I'm incredibly excited to talk about all the goodness about literacy today, but Before we get there and and all that story, I want listeners to know more about you. Share with us a little bit about Dr. Alice Lee. Oh, gosh. Well, thank you so much, first of all, for having me and for the listeners that are listening. Hello, my name is Alice Lee. I live in Los Angeles, California. I've been in education for almost 20 years. And I got into education because in college, I had an opportunity to teach in Thailand. And just being in a very rural area and doing all the things that good Sadai teachers, ELD teachers do with kinesthetic learning and singing, it just really ignited a passion. And so after graduating from UCLA, I went straight into grad school. And then I got an opportunity to work in the inner city or um, historically marginalized Mm -hmm. communities in Los Angeles. And just seeing the impact that education has on children and communities and the agency that it gives to families is really what drives me. And so I've been um, an administrator for the past 10 years. Uh, I was in El Segundo. I was a middle school system principal. And then the past seven years, seven years as a principal at Richmond Street Elementary School. And I am now sitting in a role as the director of secondary education in Palos Verdes and just trying to figure the things out. (laughs) New jobs, you know, new things. Yes. Isn't it amazing? Each job feels like we're starting completely over with our knowledge. It really is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And to have grace for yourself, right? In that process. Yes, completely. I love the story of just the different paths we take to get to where we are and your journey overseas to give you some aha moments about where your path needs to go. So I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that journey with us. My dream one day actually is to take my family back 
to, so we were staying at an orphanage and then we worked at the middle school in uh, Chambury mm. to teach the students. And so my dream is to take my family back yeah. to that area one day. Oh, that's incredible. That is going to happen. <laughs> Put it on your vision board. It will happen. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Yes. So like we said, you know, we were Instagram friends before we came to this spot. And one of the things I loved about following you and all the things you did as a principal was how much you loved emphasizing literacy at your school. And I know we all know literacy is important, It's but it's more than an initiative for you. That's how I feel. It's yeah. more than a focus for you. It's synonymous with your school. So I know this seems like a, a silly question about why literacy, but I really want to get more into the mindset for you of, mm. of why literacy? You know, it's, it's a very deep question for me. Um, growing up, I was a reader and I loved reading and, you know, like you get busy with life. And actually when it, it was actually when I became an assistant principal where I started getting back into the world of reading young adult books. Mm. And, um, and then when I became a principal at my school, just getting back into like the children's lit world. And then and just seeing the impact that it has on students. And we were, we had transitioned into a workshop school. And so that also made it very easy to really start looking at the amount of books that are inside our classroom. But what I found as like my driving force is that books can serve as mirrors and as windows into mm -hmm. others' lives. Meaning we can read books that look like us which is like the mirrored experience, but we can also read books that are windowed experiences where you're looking into someone else's life. And what I found is that, especially in my community where it's predominantly Caucasian, these books really give our students an opportunity to learn about other cultures, other stories, other journeys, other narratives that are unlike their own. And at the same time, our students that are of our minority groups, they're now able to read books with their peers that reflect their story. And now we're collectively sharing an experience together. Growing up, I didn't have a lot of Asian American books or uh, stories around Asian American people other than like Joy Luck Club, right? <laughs> and I, I, I can't really like quickly recall, but now there's so many authors that are of Asian descent. And so when I read it and when I share these stories with my students, like their eyes just light up saying like, oh, this is me. Mm. These stories reflect me. And then to see their non-Asian peers reading that story and having a very similar experience of relation, like they can understand and and empathize and relate, that's powerful. Mm. And, and you know, there's so many stories that aren't like our own and it's important to be able to read that with others. So anyway, I just saw the transformation happen at my school. So really for me, why literacy is that it cultivates compassion, connection and community, all of it under underscored by this empathetic approach to life and humanity. <laughs> I feel like I just need to stop our podcast there. That is <laughs> that is such a mic drop statement oh. that you gave. I got chills hearing you because it made me flash back to my K-12 experience mm -hmm. and being a woman of color, being an, an East Indian woman. I don't remember one book that was mm -hmm. representative of me compounded by the fact that I never saw adults that looked like me. Um, mm -hmm. So now I'm not reading anything about me. And so the power of that and how intentional I am with my son about looking for books for him. So 
Wow, that was so incredible, Alice. Thank you for for oh. that, because that that truly is who you are. Just in the imagery that you share on your social media, that that totally <laughs> reconciles with what I what I see. So I want to go to when you were a principal at your site and take mm-hmm. you back to your campus. And I, I kind of want to get a sense of like, if I was there, what would I see um, for your different groups? So give me a feel of like how you support literacy. How do you bring it? Um, and let's just start with students. Like, how do you spread it across the school? Oh, gosh. Okay. So we made a very intentional effort to make sure that books are everywhere. One of the things that we worked on was with an Eagle Scout. We had him build free libraries, two free libraries for our school. So one was at the entrance of our school and the other one was by the kindergarten entrance. And we stocked them with books. And so the the concept behind a free library is that you can take one and you can leave one. Basically, it's like on a, there's, there's no checkout system. So that initially is like at the beginning of our school, you walk in, Here's here's like a whole cart of books. Of course, you know, we skim through them, make sure that, you know, it's it's appropriate yeah. for elementary site. <laughs> Important. <laughs> right. You know, we're not shady. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things I did with my students is I had a principal's book club. Um, and so it was every Monday. I know principals were so busy. Yeah. We're so busy. But you have to find the thing that makes your job joyful, other yes. than going into classrooms, which is always the best place. But you know, the job can be heavy. I always say like going from an assistant principal to a principal, like you can't explain it, but there is a very heavy burden. Mm -hmm. So you have to find the thing, like what is going to bring me joy every day? And for me, it was sharing the love of literacy with kids. And so I chose fourth and fifth grade students. Well, no, I didn't choose. I invited fourth and fifth grade students. They just basically said, why do I want to be in Dr. Lee's book club? And it was every Monday during their lunch. And I asked them, please commit. And I asked them like, you know, to write a quick statement. Why do you want to join? And I purchased books for them using our uh, PTA gifted money. And of course, all these books were diverse. Mm -hmm. They were books that were mirrored experiences and also windowed experiences for our students. And we met every Monday and we talked around books and it wasn't just me. It was the kids in like little book clubs and they talked with each other. And what's amazing about the literacy world right now is that our authors are not dead, (laughs) meaning, A lot of our authors are live and breathing and social media is incredible. You can connect with anybody through Twitter, through Instagram, right? And there's been so many authors that I've been able to connect with because I just, you know, slipped into their DMs and said, hi, (laughs) I'm a principal. (laughs) We're using your book. Can you give a shout out to my students? And they'll either write back like, hey, kids, like Catherine Applegate. Well, I tweeted out a photo of a book that uh, she wrote with Crenshaw, which is about homelessness. And we we did like an action project after we read Crenshaw. The kids made like these um, care packages to take in their cars for Christmas time or the holidays to hand out. And so I tweeted that out. And then Catherine Applegate then responds back like, what a great way to apply this book go kids kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I showed the students and they're like freaking out saying, ah, the author wrote back to us. You know, so that type of connection. So that's one way to do it with students. Mm-hmm. I would say though, that the most powerful way to really start mobilizing a campus is with teachers because mm-hmm. teachers then can spread it into their classroom. Yeah. Right. So a couple of things that I would do is that at every staff meeting, so I would just buy a bunch of books, like whether through Scholastic or through the Bookalicious website, they just have like these really wonderful sets. And I would just buy picture books. 
and I would do a book talk. So I would hold up a book and say, oh my gosh, you guys have to read this book. Um, it's about, I don't know, like a boy on a journey and you know the struggles that he has. And then, and I'll say, whose heart needs this book? It's a very John Shue. If you don't know John Shue, he is this wonderful librarian extraordinaire, goes across the country, talks about books all the time. But that's what he says. He always says, whose heart needs this book? Mm. And you know, teachers, they like free things too. And especially if they like a good book, right? Hands shoot up, start passing books out. So then what do the teachers do? Then they share that book with mm. their students. Another thing I did was um, every year we did a whole school book club. So I would look at some of the current books that are around, especially around picture books, because picture books are so powerful. Yeah. You don't need much mm -hmm. to write. Like it, it pervades age, in my opinion. And so I would buy a whole school set of uh, for all the teachers and all the staff members at our school. And at the beginning of the year, you know, pass out the book. And so uh to encourage teachers to use that book. So one was um, Lala's Words. Lala's Words is about a story and she's an Asian American little girl and it's about the power of words. So her mom is a little harsh with her words to Lala, but Lala is this exuberant little kiddo. She loves life and she, she speaks words of love and encouragement to her plants. She, Lala wants to play outside, mom wants her to stay inside. Lala wants to be boisterous. Mom wants her to be quiet. But Lala, instead of listening to her mom's words, she she speaks words of truth to these uh, to these plants. And then at the end of the book, you see that these plants have like flourished because of her loving words. And so I gifted the teachers Lala's words and then a little succulent and said, oh, keep it. this alive. Say good things to it. <laughs> love it. Okay. Yeah. So I want to pause there for a second, because first of all, I love that you drop author names and like literacy names like they are celebrities to me. Like I, <laughs> you know, like I would slide into DMs of like, I don't know, I won't even embarrass myself by saying some of the, the amazing celebrities I love. But you are like giddy over these authors and I love it. Like those are your rock stars to you. So I am like just loving the joy on your face when you're saying these names. That's amazing. I want to ask about the book club for the kids really quick. How do you sure. pick the titles for those? And can you oh, share some of the titles you've used? Oh my goodness. Yes. I'm like trying to think. Okay. I have, I have some right here. So um, I picked titles again, that one age appropriate, like fourth, fifth grade appropriate. And then I'm also thinking about books that are going to be, it's going to challenge their thinking without mm -hmm. being controversial, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the books, okay, love. It's called Other Words from Home. Oh gosh, yes, I have it in my house and I need to read it. Oh, okay. So number one, Jasmine Warga is like the most beautiful human being ever. Mm. But this book is about a girl who immigrates from Syria to Chicago. Okay. So there's context there too. She's Muslim, another great context. And it's her story of trying to assimilate into American culture. Mm -hmm. uh, she's a middle school age girl. And, you know, these are stories that like kids, whether or not you're an immigrant or not, like you can relate to, right? Like, what yeah. does it feel like to assimilate? What does it feel like to try to fit in? And then the whole book is written in prose. So it's, mm. it's like, it's like poetry. Oh, it's wow. really beautiful. Yeah. And she's written another one called um, The Shape of Thunder, which I haven't read yet. Mm -hmm. And then she just came out with Rover's 
oh gosh, Rover something that's won a bunch of awards already. Mm-hmm. But this one got the Newberry. <laughs> yeah. um, there's another one called Ghost Boys by Jewel Parker Rhodes. And that one is about an African-American kid who was uh, shot by a white police officer. And uh, he becomes a ghost. And then he befriends the daughter of the police officer that killed him. And it's that journey. And it's just so, I mean, I think if you think about it on a very superficial level, it can seem like, oh, that's, you know, you're, you're putting two people together or like, you know, against each other. But, it, but really, if you read the book, it's about reconciliation. It's about forgiveness. And so like, those are books that we use. Another book that I love using with my students, it's called The Creativity Project. And it's edited by Colby Sharp. And what Colby did is he connected with current and contemporary authors from today, like Lemony Snicket, Catherine Applegate, John Shu, Min Lee, Dan Sant- like a bunch of authors. And he did this fun project with them. And he basically asked them, okay, can you guys send me two prompts, like two writing prompts mm. that you'd like to respond to or that you want to create? Then all these authors send him these prompts. And then he redistributes out the prompts to the authors and have them respond to the prompts. Mm. How fun, right? Yes. And so that was, that was such a kick for my kids. Um, They loved reading and seeing like Lemony Snicket. You mean the guy that did unfortunate events? Like, it's like, yeah, that Lemony Snicket. And they're like, oh, Sophie Blackall, you mean the illustrator? You know, um, anyway, so. It's it's a great book. Yeah. I highly recommend. <laughs> I, I love too that your kids are making connections through the people behind the book as well. That yeah. speaks volumes when they are taking that author's point of view, the illustrator's point of view to things. So, wow, that's incredible. I love it. I want to ask about the parent family component mm-hmm. too, because sure. I already know you probably thought about how you embed them. So tell me some of the things you do for that piece. Oh, gosh, a lot. So, you know, one of the things is that we partnered a lot with our PTA because their funding is what allowed us to replenish our libraries or keep up our libraries every year. Our PTA was generous. We allocated about 15000 like anywhere from like ten dollars to $15,000 just for classroom libraries. So I, it was critical that they are also on board with our literacy mission so that mm. they can be like, yay, we're going we're gonna to fund your stuff. Um, one of the things that we do is we do events throughout the year. The one that is happening right now at my previous school is something called literacy o lanterns have you heard of that Mm -mm. okay so it's like a punk so they create a pumpkin patch and students bring in pumpkins but it looks like a book character oh wow it's so cute so if you just if you google literacy o lanterns Mm -hmm. you'll see like you know pigeon you know the pigeon yeah the silly pigeon who wants to ride the bus so like there's like these pigeon ones or they'll do like any book characters and then they'll we created like a pumpkin patch so it's like right at the entrance of the school Mm. so kids are like oh i identify with that book oh that's so cute like so again another way to build buzz around books um another thing that we did is and this really took off during covid one of the good things that happened with covid is we start we did something called book face challenge where you like for example like i'll hold up this book and then my my the rest of my body will match like the cover of the book Mm -hmm. and we created a reel with all the book faces oh my gosh and parents just just they just sent in their their entries and then we put it into this like one minute reel super fun again like it's like what are you reading instead of asking like what are you reading Mm -hmm. it's a very quick way to start looking at like oh our kids love this grumpy monkey or you know anyway Another thing we did is uh, we did something called the masked reader. 
during COVID again, and it's something just that is tradition now, is we asked our teachers to wear a mask. It's like the it's like the mask singer mm-hmm. concept. <laughs> and then um, so you wear a mask or you wear a costume and you read a book in on Zoom like this or like on um like Facebook Live or something. And the kids, we invite all the kids to join us for this evening. And then the kids are then guessing like who's who's behind oh the mask. Oh my gosh. That is so fun. It's so fun and it's free. Yeah. And you just need to let people know you're doing it, right? So it's like very low, low cost. Um, yeah. you know, bribe your teachers with like a book. You're gonna buy them, you know, you're gonna buy their classroom five books or something. But you know, again, like it's always like the teachers want to be involved. They want to do things like this. It's a very low lift for them. Yeah. You know, and it's fun. Um, another thing that we did over, especially and again, like over COVID, some of these new ideas started spurring up, but mm-hmm. we did principal read alouds every week. So I took like a Tuesday, my assistant principal took a Thursday. Uh, and at like 10 a.m., for example, I would give out a Zoom link and then we would do like a read aloud mm. um, every week. We have a very robust family literacy night that we do every year, and it ties in with our book fair. And so at the family literacy night, there's different stations. There's like reading stations. There's like a um, favorite book, teacher's favorite reads. And then like, so we set these uh, chairs up in a circle with all of the teachers, the staff's favorite books. Mm. Um, and then the, and the parents get to enjoy that book with their kids. Oh, so and then great. you have the book fair. We have, sometimes we will invite like a guest author to come and do like host like a presentation. Uh, so we just try to hold these events throughout the year where kids are excited, continually excited to read. And then you engage the parents to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also did a parents book club. Those books are a little bit more parent oriented. So like there's this great book that we read. It's called How to Talk So Your Kids Will Listen and How to Listen So Your Kids Will Talk. I need that um, book. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, 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 I read the today. teenage version. <laughs> I'm yeah. reading the teenage version. Oh, that so. is so great, Alice. Okay, so many tips. I love it where you're like, and we did this and we did this. And so great. <laughs> I do have a question for you, though, and it's kind of a twofold. So you've you've talked a lot about titles that were real representative of the kids that you serve. So that is clear that you are very intentional about that work. Mm-hmm. So my twofold question is, how do you stay connected to literacy? Like, how do you know mm-hmm. about all of these titles and then specifically ones that are DEI focused? Oh, that's good. Okay. So how do I stay included? So I was on the principal's advisory board for Scholastic for four years, and I now am working with Bookalicious, which is a free online platform. Kids can, they create something called Bookmoji. So they go in and they, they create like, based on their interests, like these little avatars. And then what it does is based on your interest, they start pairing books for you. Mm. But so that's on the kid side, mm-hmm. but for teachers and educators, there's a whole litany of free PD that people can sign up for. I facilitate a principal's book club mm. um, on that site, but there's so many really great free workshops that I just attend as a as someone who wants to learn more. So that's one place that I get a lot of ideas for different books. And then your second question was so, where do I find a DEI yeah, book? Yeah, how do you intentionally find the books? Because even though there are more of them now, yeah. they're still mm-hmm. hard to find. For sure. So, okay, again, on that Bookalicious website, there is a like uh, one of the drop down menus. One of their options is like they can they give you like this 
different bookshelves that you can look at. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram, like following like different publishers, sometimes yeah. I'll see when I follow some of my author friends, like they also like to highlight mm-hmm. their peers books that are coming out. Mm -hmm. And so I think just kind of being involved or like looking for authors that you enjoy and then seeing who they follow too, that's one way to really stay connected. Um, But any listeners out there, I highly recommend just, you know, it's it's not a pitch for them, but just go to bookalicious.com and just start playing with their website. They do have really wonderfully curated books, Mm -hmm. selections too, that I've used to buy books from my school, because I also want to make sure that, especially as a principal, I am providing that resource for them. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we are, we're getting close to time and I have a, one more question before we get to our fast five. Oh my gosh. So oh we my talked gosh. about elementary view and I, now you're director of secondary. So mm-hmm. I'm curious, like how would you support principals being more intentional about literacy school-wide at their schools for secondary? Yeah. So I'm channeling back to my friend who is, her name is Dr. Laquita Outlaw. She's out in Long Island, New York, and she was a secondary principal for a very, very long time. And one of the things that she would do is call, she would just carry a book around with her. So as she does her rounds, she would literally just carry a book with her binder Mm. or her her clipboard or her walkie-talkie, whatever, and just carry the book with her all the time. And when you do that long enough, and it doesn't even take that long, kids will start saying, what is that? (laughs) <laughs> like, what is that? And she's like, oh, let me tell you about this book I'm reading. And, and, and then when I go to school sites, I see kids, you know, some, most of the time they're paying attention to their teacher, of course, <laughs> but there's a couple where, and you know, those kids too, where like, they're looking down, right. Yeah. And you're, and they're, what they're reading, they're reading a book. And so that's another way too. It's like, without like, I'm not trying to penalize them or embarrass them, but it's like, oh my gosh, what are you reading right now? Mm-hmm. Tell me about that book. And I think just starting those like small conversations, it doesn't take money, right? It just, it's just a little bit of an intention. Another yeah. thing, and this is not just secondary, but maybe, I mean, any principal, any leader is at your end of your email signature, you can put in, I used to do this as a principal, it says what I'm reading now. Yes. I, I changed that last year and I love it. Right? Yes. You just have to remember to change it every yes, time you, you do. your book. <laughs> Otherwise, people like, think wow. you're taking too long to read yes. a book. <laughs> they're like, Dr. Henry, you're re- you've been reading that book for I like know. eight months. <laughs> I, know. I know. Yes, but it it, it provokes so much conversation when you do that. Right? Yes. Yeah. I've had parents, would they would send me emails, you know, maybe it's not a very pleasant email, but they would recognize the book that I'm reading. And they're like, oh, but by the way, though, that book, so great. Yes. Read the sequel, you know? Yes, and it it has caused other people to start putting it in their signature too. Yes, yes. Yeah. Now, okay, it. so there is this piece too, just being sensitive to the climate. I'm not saying like shy away from things, but some discretion. Yes, <laughs> for <laughs> sure. For yeah. sure. Good point. All right, Dr. Lee, we are going to our fast five. Oh my so God. these are five questions and your response, one word or sentence, so we can get to know a little more about you. Okay. The first question is favorite leadership book. Okay. There's a lot, but one, one that resonated the most is Elena Aguilar's Onward. Um, and it's about cultivating emotional resilience with educators and coming out of the pandemic, it was critical for our school. Mm-hmm. Favorite app? Instagram. <laughs> That's how we met. So yes. Instagram. <laughs> yes. Period. Okay. Period. Best Amazon find for work. <laughs> okay. So 
as educators, a lot of us wear flats, right? Because we're like running around mm-hmm. all the time. Um, there are these Rothy. So I love Rothy's. But they're a little expensive. But they have these Rothy dupes on Amazon. And it's called Frank Mully Shoes. Okay. Frank Mully. M-U-L-L-Y. Look it up. Do I need to get these? Just, yes. They have them in all the colors. They're so cute. And they look just like the other brand. Okay. Okay. I'm going to look it up after we talk. Yeah. Favorite song to put you in a good mood? Oh, gosh. Anything by BTS. Anything. I love it. I I love them. That's I the first them. BTS shout out we've had on the podcast. Oh, I my love gosh. It. BTS. I love it. Okay. <laughs> one tip you would tell your first year principal self. Oh, gosh. Okay. Buy the full focus journal. Okay. So again, not a commercial, but fine. It's called the full focus. Do you know this? Yes. You're nodding your I head. I do okay. know this. So as principals, I was living off my Google calendar mm-hmm. and it just looked like a colorful Lego block of everything. Very hard to get like your priority things done. But this journal that I bought maybe like three years into the principalship, it's called the full focus journal. And it tells you like you have to write out every single day, what are your top three big things that have to get done today? And then you list all the other small tasks that you can roll over to the next mm-hmm. day. But that, like so silly, but having that journal, it it made me feel less stressed. Like mm. <laughs> that everything was just piling up on top of each other. Yeah. And so. That is yeah. a great piece of advice and a great resource. So thank you so much. Okay. So if listeners want to reach out to you or connect with you, where and how should they do so? So Twitter is probably the best way to get in touch with me on a professional level. Um, it's at Dr. D-R Alice, A-L-I-C-E, T, the letter T, L-E-E on Twitter. And you are also welcome to slip into my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it so much. Alice Lee, Dr. Alice Lee, thank you so much for your time today. This was like a great conversation with an amazing girlfriend. So thank you. Oh, yes, for sure. Thank you for having me. (laughs) What an amazing time with Dr. Alice Lee. I'm definitely reflecting on how I will rethink the way I promote literacy at school and in my professional spaces. I would love it if you would share this episode and then make sure to tag me and share your favorite titles. I've linked all the ones Dr. Lee mentioned in our show notes and on principlesofsuccess.com under this episode. Thank you so much for listening today. Until next time, this is Dr. Shana Henry with the Principles of Success podcast.